Hey everyone, it's Julian and Debbie. Everybody put your hands in the air. Here to bring you athletics with a twist. Athletics with a twist, you say? Yes, athletes who aren't just athletes. Say what? Well, what do you mean by that? The athletes we are highlighting are more than their competition on the fields, on the mat, or dribbling on a court. They are humanitarians. You mean someone who actively engages and promotes well-being and social reform for others? Exactly. Let's get to the show. Hey, everybody. This is Debbie Christo. I am alongside my co-host, Julian Jackson. How are you doing today, Julian? I'm doing great, Debbie. I appreciate being here with you. I know that we don't have often many opportunities to work together, and I'm honored to have one with you today. Absolutely. This is going to be a great show. Uh, be sure to follow uh, Scoreboard Network. You can follow me, <laughs> Jay Jackson, on air, on Twitter, and on Instagram. Uh, that's where you can find me, and you can also find my show on the Score on Air Network Facebook page live on Tuesday afternoons. It's the Crockpot, the smorgasbord of sports, and more on that later on in the show. Debbie? Yep, you can follow me on Instagram at Debbie, Debbie Diggs Directing. Um, you can also follow my, my show page on Instagram and also on Facebook. It is at In the Ring with Lady Payne. You can watch me every Wednesday from 4.30 to 5.30 on the Score and Air Network presented by the theater people. And I do want to take the opportunity right now to discuss and talk a little bit about uh, why we came together today um, mm -hmm. in collaboration for this uh, particular segment or podcast with you. It was a challenge that we were given and uh, we gracefully accepted that challenge. Uh, Debbie has been a professional here with the Score on Air Network in Ohio Media School and has been so gracious to um, be at my side and helping me with various tasks. And, you know, without pumping her wheels too much more, I'll say that we were given a challenge to bring to you the humanitarians in the world who are also athletes. So we call those athlete humanitarians. Mm -hmm. And not oftentimes do you think about certain athletes in the world because we are in a sports emphasis program. You don't always think about those athletes who, you know, are so great on the field, um, on the field, on the court, uh, between the turnbuckle. I mean, there's many different things to think about. So we are highlighting some individuals who might not be the best on the field, on the court or on the mat. And, I mean, Debbie, how do you feel about this in particular? Um, well, honestly, uh, as, as a person who loves to, to give back uh, to her, her community, um, I think that uh, the, the word hum humanitarian, uh, it n not only does it mean um, charity, you know, it, it can also mean uh, paying it forward, um, just being a good human being, you know. Um, I think that that's that's basically what what human humanitarian means um, as as far as um, as as far as talking about about athletes um, in the in the humanitarian field. I would say that um, you you always hear about about celebrities and uh, other people uh, donating and things like that. You don't always hear about the 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 small people, you know, you don't, you don't always hear about like, say Jackie Chan, uh, donating to, to, to UNICEF or UNAIDS and stuff like that. You don't always hear, um, in detail of what people do. And I find that very interesting because, and you brought up Jackie Chan, which we are going to get to mm -hmm. later on as we discuss many athletes. And one might ask, you know, why is Jackie Chan on that list? And, and we are going to get there, but um, for all intents and purposes, I would like to run down a definition of a humanitarian right now. And, well, Debbie, would you perhaps want to share that? Or I, I can go ahead and take it on. Yeah. I just like your voice a lot better. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. Um, so a humanitarian is someone who actively engages in promoting human welfare and social reforms. And who is who has no prejudice with human suffering on grounds of gender, sexual orientation, religious, or national di divi division? Sorry, a humanitarian's goal is to save lives, relive, 
relieve suffering and maintain human dig dignity. This can be done in the form of rescuing and providing safety to refugees, providing shelter and food for the homeless, or helping people in the aftermath of natural disasters or human unrest or civil unrest, sorry. And I think that that is spot on mm -hmm. when you look at the individuals who we have researched. Um, and it's, it's nice to know that it's not just the little people as yes. you had referred to earlier on, that you're someone who likes to give back to your community, cares mm -hmm. deeply about your community. I myself went back to uh, the high school where I graduated from to teach there and coach there. And though I'm no longer there and have chosen different career paths, it's always something I think about is where I grew up. And it starts on the home front and doing a lot of these things first, though many of the athletes who we're going to be talking about don't always have the time to be able to get back in their communities and do certain things, though many of them do have deep pockets. And when we talk about some of these individuals, you might think, well, I don't really know who they are. Why are they relevant? And that's what we're going to bring to you next is the relevance of the individuals selected and who will be highlighted are those who are athletes or former athletes within the past 20 years. And there's no limit to what these individuals have done, though it is important to note, these may not be the best athletes of all time. This is not about what they have done on the court, the field, on the mat, or between the turnbuckles, as I referred to earlier on. I want to note examples of those who may not hold major relevance to the topic. And one of those that you brought up earlier, Debbie, is Jackie Chan. And he's on our list for today. And we're going to go further into depth. But in my perception of Jackie Chan, when I was growing up, I never believed Jackie Chan to be an athlete. He was an actor. And I just marveled at you know, watching him do all of these tricks and doing his own stunts. And he, I, you know, rarely heard him speak English, except for when it was broken. And, and not that that matters. However, it, it, I, I grew up on, um, what was it called? With uh, Rush Hour. Yes, with yes. Rush Hour. And, and I'm like, oh, Jackie Chan, I think he's so awesome. Mm -hmm. um, why is he on our list? Honestly, he is on, he's, he's on our list because... He is a t very talented stuntman and mar martial artist. Now, I I know that that several people can say that you know, stunt work, granted, might not be a a sport, but mar martial arts, karate, jujitsu, taekwondo, all of that is definitely a sport. It takes it takes a lot of muscle and power to to do those those tricks, those stunts, everything. And it takes a lot of practice. And like many of the other athletes on here, time, time and time again, so blood, much sweat effort. and tears. Yes, blood, yes. sweat and tears that's poured into their individual art, mm -hmm. right? Actors are artists. The And many athletes can also be argued, some of them on our list can also be actors because, you know, you're not just talking about, you know, you're Michael Jordan from Space Jam or you're LeBron James and what is being filmed right now or to be released soon, the next Space mm -hmm. Jam. But it's exciting to think about, well, okay, these guys are flopping on the court in basketball or something. That's acting. Or WWE, they're kind of acting. And it is one of the same. But these, these individuals who have put in the time, the effort, and exerted their energy in one particular place to be able to think about others. And that's one thing that I saw in our notes was mm -hmm. that Jackie Chan never realized what he could do to make an impact and how people taught him more about charity as time went on. Right. And that he, I find it so exciting. It gives me chills to know that some people really don't know what being charitable is about. Yeah. And so being an athlete humanitarian is huge. And we are going to highlight several individuals for you today. I believe that we have, we started off with um, a list of, I believe it was going to be just 10. Yeah. And well, you know, Debbie had very ambitious goals of about 10 <laughs> apiece. And I said, well, let's go ahead and get, I gather information first and let's come together. And she, my girl had 
12 to 15 of them and I said well I did like three of the same people so let's just collaborate and we're gonna give you 12 to 14 of our top we're gonna talk about some honorable mention um, in the end but some individuals we will I don't want to say brush over mm -hmm. but we might have more to talk about some than with others mm -hmm. so when you listen and you go back and you know please comment and, and like and subscribe and, and do all of these things because we'd love to hear your feedback but there might be some people who we don't mention and that you might like to bring to the table and you never know there could be a sequel to this and we could bring you more news we could have one of these individuals on our show next time let's hope that would be very fingers exciting crossed. she's fingers <laughs> crossed over here for jackie chan i do john believe cena. john mm. cena oh that's right he's also she's getting deep into our list right now so without any further ado we're gonna go ahead and highlight four to five athletes for mm -hmm. you before we take a short break and I want to take the opportunity to start off, and this was a top Debbie's list, and we have three females on this list, which is incredible, because more so, in my opinion, and, and it could be sexist, and I'll, I'll preface the statement with that, that I always feel that women are more, you know, they have that motherly instinct and that they're nurturing. Mm -hmm. And so they naturally think to give back more. But our list is actually filled with more males than females. Absolutely. And that's also important to note that just because you're one sex or gender, it doesn't mean that you think a certain way. And when we get to one of our athlete humanitarians in particular, we're going to talk about the dispute with sex and gender and things of that sort, too. But mm -hmm. I'll hold off for right now. Debbie, please bring us our first athlete humanitarian. Absolutely. So our first one is professional soccer player David Beckham. Now, as most people know, I don't like sports. And the the main reason why I'm in sports sports emphasis is for the production side and also because my husband's a uh, professional wrestler but um i and not only is is he absolutely hunk a hunk of burning love but david beckham is a very very talented um uh, soccer player he was appointed the unicef goodwill ambassador his focus um under unicef is the united against aids campaign after visiting Sierra Leone in 2007, he said, in Sierra Leone, one of one in four children dies before reaching their fifth birthday. It's, so it's shocking and tragic, especially when the solutions are simple. Things like vaccinations against measles or using a mosquito net to reduce the chance of getting malaria. Uh, he also said, um, he also said that, that he hopes to draw attention to the safety and health of children through his global presence. And I love that because David Beckham married to... Victoria Beckham, Beckham Posh Spice. Posh Spice. And the connections that we make to different things, and yeah. you can trail back to our childhood. As I recently turned 30 years old. I'm not going to put any pressure on Miss Debbie to share her age with us right now because that's unimportant. But we get the same references. We watch the same movies. We are both mm -hmm. millennials in a sense. And I love that. Mm -hmm. And that David Beckham and Posh Spice came together. And when you look at their past or you look at Posh and you're like, ah, oh, she's, you know, like, Posh Spice? What? Really? And the fact that they're out here doing all of these great things. Mm -hmm. David Beckham has made so much money in his career playing overseas and then coming to play, I believe, with the LA Galaxy mm -hmm. um, for a little while. And it, it, it holds no merit that what he's done in his soccer career, more so it's about the impact that he's decided to make now. Mm -hmm. And I believe that that is huge. And there's no reason why we should be brushing over that. We should be making the notion and applauding this individual for doing some of the things that he's done. When you're involved with United Nations and, and giving all over the place and places like Sierra Leone, mm -hmm. places where there's more reckoning than what we realize because I've been out of the United States 
twice, once on a cruise, and the other time I went to Italy right before the pandemic in October of 2019. And those are all the glamorous and glorious things. Mm -hmm. I grew up in a Methodist church. They had options to go on mission trips. I had met someone from Freetown, Sierra Leone, and he told me about how difficult it was. And he's now a pastor in a Methodist church. But the struggle that he had to endure in his life before he made it here and was called to seminary school is absolutely wonderful. And it'll bring tears to your eyes. But the fact that he was doing these things and on the forefront in 2007 Mm -hmm. with some of those um, is a huge impact. And and I I appreciate you for having brought him to the table. and I feel as if I'm like closing this down. I'm sorry. I know I jumped in, but no, no, no. It, it was, was there more on David Beckham that you had wanted to share at this time? Uh, currently, no. Um, I just know that he is a great. Um, he, I I feel that he is the best choice um, for for this uh, humanitarian list. Okay. The best choice for this humanitarian list. We've got so many more. Oh yes, ab- absolutely. <laughs> well, he. Well, we we are going to be doing a a ranking and of of our our top fives. So he might get on that that top that five. Sorry, that top five list. You you never know. <laughs> well, we will be collaborating for that top five here towards the end of our show. So mm-hmm. listen closely, um, and and you will also well, ultimately it's going to be our decision but we're collaborating on that as we selected and highlighted different individuals throughout this entire process i see that in no and these are in no particular order but from what i understand serena williams is coming up next for us and i know that that you have quite a bit to talk about uh with serena but i know that i also have her notes here in front of me and you know if, if you wouldn't mind I'd like to go ahead and just talk a little bit about Serena and then be able to open up the discussion with you uh, based on what we have. And obviously, just a little brief intro over Serena Williams, the sister of Venus, mm-hmm. uh, Venus and Serena, the, the sisters. I always thought they were twins when I was growing up. That was just, Right, me too. And, <laughs> and so I'm like, I don't know why I thought they were twins, but obviously Serena is incredible in her own way and her own art and her own sport and you know amongst her sisters she's still playing venus that i don't believe is any longer playing and serena has she's now married it's got a a beautiful young child Mm -hmm. and serena sometimes she'll she she's got a temper and she will blow up and i've seen her throw some fits on the court and and to me Sometimes when we look at these athletes, because we see them every bit of the day, whether Mm -hmm. it's Instagram or any social platform, they will get blasted out and, and, and turned out by the media as some sort of a, a demon or something because they, they had a moment. Right. And Debbie, we all have moments. I, I can't tell you how many times I've thrown fits and I'm just happy my mother wasn't watching. Because I know what she'd do. And especially if this was me 15 years ago, well, as a grown adult, very grown, and a Grand Slam champion and all the rest of these things, mm-hmm. I don't care what Serena's done. Because when you listen to the accomplishments that she's had as an athlete and what she's done to give back as an athlete, humanitarian, that means more to me than a temper tantrum on the court. Right. And so let me... Go ahead and and tell you a little bit about Serena. Um, She's actively involved in a variety of worthy causes, and she supports the education of children in Asia in her role as the Goodwill Ambassador for UNICEF. She also founded the Serena Williams Foundation, which focuses on education, helping kids from impoverished families to make it to college, with funds also paying for legal aid for people at the poverty level. And I'll stop right there for just a moment because I came from a a lower class family. I mean, Mm -hmm. based on inflation and the economy and where everything was, I went to a a city school. It wasn't Columbus Public, but I went to Southwestern City Schools. And and if anyone knows where that is in Central Ohio, it's nicer schools. It's still a larger school district. But I always thought I was middle class Mm -hmm. until I met people who were middle class. And then I thought, oh, well, I'm not middle class. 
And I thankfully never went through anything that was uh, so detrimental to my mental state or, you know, but I saw things and, and I did things and I made mistakes. Mm-hmm. But I also realized if it came down to me making a mistake that would put me in legal trouble, how would I pay for that? And I believe that I would be in jail and it could be worse. You've heard horror stories and there's a lot of documents and things out there, documentaries of people who maybe didn't do something and were punished wrongfully for something they didn't do. Mm-hmm. And I just think to myself, wow, I don't want to say I'm, I was impoverished, but I was lower class and I would not have the money to pay for that. I would not have the money to pay for a lawyer. I would not have the money to pay for court fees. And so being able to help people out at at certain levels with legal aid is very important. And Mm -hmm. I applaud her for that. So I'll continue, but I just wanted to give that little tidbit because though I thought that I was a part of a certain class, I actually wasn't. Right. And if I had made a mistake that was so daunting to my future, I think to myself now how grateful I am to have the upbringing I had because I know I have friends who have been in and out of the system Mm -hmm. and I believe that they know they made mistakes but the recidivism rates are growing and at 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 a exaggerated rate Um, and so uh, recidivism is when you go to or you are in the system once the rate for you to go back is that much higher right so um, it just it just repeats itself and repeats itself. So it's people going back in the system. But um, I'll stop there on that. But in addition to that, Serena, through her foundation, has her generosity has provided funding for immunization programs in Ghana and schools in Kenya, as well as support for Elton John AIDS Foundation, the Big Brother and Big Sisters program, Hearts of Gold, and so many more. And she's an athlete who truly cares and is devoted to helping people who are in need. Mm-hmm. And so Serena Williams, we applaud you and we appreciate you. And I personally, um, and without going any further into who she is as a human being, that's all I need. Right. You can throw away all the temper tantrums. You can throw away. I mean, she's one hell of an athlete. Absolutely. And so we appreciate her for that, but no one's talking about these things. Right. And so I'm, I'm so grateful that we had this challenge. Is there, is there anything that you want to add yeah. uh, for Serena Williams? Uh, actually, I, I, have, I have a quote here. Um, she was explaining uh, that she isn't just a tennis champion. She is a champion for children and a passionate advocate for providing every child with quality ed- education, which is absolutely amazing because I know um, it's – for for children in poverty, it's very difficult to to one stay in in school uh, once once you hit the the age to to either a get a job or stay in school. It's very very dif- difficult to to actually do that. I would agree. I as a teacher, uh, we had many classes where I learned about the economic statuses of uh, education and pluralistic society. Mm-hmm. Uh, with I forget what the instructor's name was, but I took that when I was in school at Bowling Green State University studying to be um, a teacher to gain my credentials as an intervention specialist. And that's one of the major things that you deal with is the correlation between impoverished individuals mm-hmm. and education is not good. So let's just say that you have an individual, no matter what background they come from, if they are lower socioeconomic status it is more difficult because the odds are against them already they're likely not going to be in school as much that's just what the that's what the statistics will show that they're Mm -hmm. not going to be in school as much why and why are they impoverished it could be that they have issues with family it could be health issues why did they get to where they were we those are things we don't know but i personally firsthand saw so many of my students who were out of school, were caring for other young individuals mm-hmm. in their own family or little cousins or what have you, and their family taking on the responsibilities of other families, and it just makes it so much more difficult, and they carry the weight of the world on their shoulders. Right, absolutely, yeah. 
And so I, I saw it firsthand as a teacher and the, all through the studying that I did over time, it's a lot more difficult for, the, for them to make those leaps and bounds. And there are some athletes that we are going to, you know, we're going to continue in our list, but there are some athletes who didn't grow up with a silver spoon. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's also important to realize as we're going down our list and uh, we're getting closer to our break. And I, uh, I'm i sorry that I, I keep on getting off topic, Debbie. I knew this was going to happen, <laughs> but uh, we do have three more athletes remaining before we break down one of Debbie's very favorite. Absolutely. So, um, well, we, yeah, uh, I don't think that, that we'll get to all three of them, but let's, uh, let's go over to, uh, John Cena. He, uh, yummy. I knew this was coming. <laughs> yeah. So he, he's, he's not, not only is he a very talented wrestler, um, he, uh, he is a big name in the WWE, but he uh, he's also involved in the Make a Wish Foundation charity. He gives to, uh, he gives uh, his time to help in fundraising events and also helps to fulfill the wishes of children who want to meet him and spend a little time with the, with um, that famous wrestler. He also supports the Susan G. Komen organization, which raises funds for breast cancer awareness campaigns. He's assistant in raising money, uh, raising more than a million dollars for for the charity. Um, And also, uh, when when my brother was stationed over in Baghdad, uh, John Cena came to to his base and and greeted all all of the all all the army soldiers, which was absolutely amazing. He's very, very big like he my my brother is I'd say he's probably five, eight, five, nine. John Cena just towered over him. And it's just, it, it was, it was awesome. Well, and when I was thinking about him, I, I always get John Cena confused with Kurt Angle, I think. Mm-hmm. But I know they both really love America, right? Like, oh, yeah. Like Kurt Angle would come in with the singlet and he would have the American flag on mm-hmm. it. But John Cena. He was, his, his gimmick was, you can't see me. He, he wore, he wore camouflage and everything else, but he's, he's very patriotic. And that's, that's why I, I brought him into our our uh, humanitarian list. Okay. No, and I love that. And in addition to that, I remember seeing him in some movies recently. He's mm-hmm. kind of taken on more of this like acting career, mm-hmm. which I love for many notable characters, whether they're athletes or maybe they were just, I don't know if they were, you know, some kind of a celebrity and maybe wasn't, or, you know, mm-hmm. I not all celebrities are actors. Right. And actresses. And so for John Cena, he just, he, he, he should be. And he's been in movies that are, all, you know, noted as comedies. Oh, yeah. And I don't know. He's, I like him as an individual. I actually feel as if I would hang out with that guy. Oh, yeah. You know? Definitely. So I think that that's really cool. Um, but yes, it's lovely to see that you have people who have some humility mm-hmm. and still realize where they came from. And though it may be a gimmick that he wore all that camouflage and stuff for his image in the WWE. Mm-hmm. So, right. I feel yes. like everyone was in the WWE. Yeah. Cause it was WWE and then it was WWF first, right? Yes. And okay. then it was, and then uh, WCW was their rival. And then now um, the creator of TNT just created AEW which is a whole different uh, or- organization or promotion. I saw commercials for that during mm-hmm. the March Madness. I've been watching a lot of TBS and TNT. Um, so John Cena, obviously, she Debbie believes that he's a very good-looking individual. Yes. And there's no denying that. But I would like, uh, you know, I believe that we should be able to get to at least one more of these before yeah. we cut into break. What do you say? Absolutely. I, I agree. Um well, let's go over to Ronda Rousey. Rowdy Ronda Rousey. A, um, now, one... I just want to real quick plug in that I believe that she is one of the most beautiful individuals ever. Uh, she Just her attitude, she's striking to me. The mm-hmm. way that she just, she's she's got a great big chest and she's got a strong neck. I don't know. That's why I look at her. <laughs> I'm not into the, like, average like supermodel right. type woman you know tyra banks i love you mm-hmm. but ronda rousey's just different you right. know she's not megan fox or any rest of that like she'll tear my head off and maybe that's something i like about her she'll be a little tough on me and tell me what it's all about especially when i get to 
flapping these gums like I know how. <laughs> but Ronda Rousey, I am very impressed with. Mm-hmm. And I will, before I, you know, get all, start blushing and everything, I will allow for Debbie to go into more detail about Rowdy Ronda Rousey. Well, let me let me just start off by saying that um, go, going back to the whole um, uh, uh, athletes getting into acting and movies, um, I've I, I have said it before, and I'll, I'll say it again. The best stunt people are wrestlers because they they know how to take a bump. They know how to make it look good without actually hurting their their opponent. Like actually physically i mean grant granted you can there there can be uh, uh accidents in wrestling but they they know how to fall and not hurt themselves so and for 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 ronda rousey to to actually join the the uh, uh wwe i was just amazed like she's she's absolutely awesome but Ronda Rousey, the rough, the rough and ready UFC star, also has a big heart when it comes to supporting charity. She's generous with her time and money and has set up a foundation that helps underprivileged pe- people in getting mental health services that they need. This was, th- honestly, that that sentence is is what got her on onto my, my list personally because as somebody who struggles with 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 mental health and uh, depression and and anxiety, I feel that not not only should you should you seek help, but you you should seek friends and family. You sh- you should tell them uh, ba- basically what's what's going on in in your head. Granted, sometimes it's very hard to to actually put it out there and and describe what what you're feeling, but you should you should always at least seek help. So um, for for her to to actually help um, uh, to help people who are uh, in getting mental health uh, services, that's absolutely amazing. She began the Gompers Judo program and has also donated time and funding to the Free Rice campaign. And I understand for that Free Rice campaign, it was something like every donation she was able to give like thousands and that like 50,000 pounds or something nuts of rice and I mean I probably go through a pound of rice a year oh yeah so to be able to do something like that it doesn't seem like much but Mm -hmm. it's filling for individuals from what I understand Uh, many people in different cultures because they have limitations on their trade that rice is accessible to them Mm -hmm. and it's easy to make in abundance rather than like baking bread or something you can make rice on a stove all you need is heat and water so rice it might seem like oh it's just rice you know like we're used to ramen because we have not only microwaves but a microwave mentality and (laughs) we just throw the noodles in there those noodles have to then be like they already have to be like cooked they have to do something prepare that and they may package it so we're so fortunate in America uh, to be able to have something like that but I appreciate you bringing to light why she's on the list because Mm -hmm. everyone needs regardless of diagnoses time to reflect and think about what it's like for other individuals especially if you've never been there before Mm -hmm. if you're someone who perhaps has shrugged off and it's hard for males in particular to open up that door to discuss and you know talk about things that are bothering you or talk about you know like I had like a just a quick you know I had a breakup recently and you know people like oh are you okay and I'm yeah no I'm fine but I believe that even if I wasn't okay I believe that I would have a hard time talking about it yeah and because, because you feel like men are are constantly brought up to be big, bad, tough, and you know, no, they're it's it's very hard for for them to actually show their their emotion because they've they they were always raised as you know stiff stiff it up you know I get it yeah so. I mean, and there are other things too, and I, I just keep on thinking to myself, like, goodness gracious, we're we're, we're building up for another show, another talk here, mm-hmm. um, you know, sitting with Debbie right now. But at this time, you know, we're only four through. We have 
plenty more for you to go. And at this time, we are going to take a short break. And when we come back to you, we still have left Unitem as one of our athlete humanitarians. We're going to get into a little bit of Colin Kaepernick, LeBron James, J.J. Watt, Megan Rapino, and Drew Brees, and then we will bring you more after that. Stay tuned. Hey, all you wrestling lovers, be sure to tune in to Score On Air Network every Wednesday at 4.30 for my show, In the Ring with Lady Pain. We have an exciting lineup for you this month. April 7th, Scott Icon Helmrest joins us via Skype to talk about his podcast, Attitude Era Live. April 14th, Jimmy Shane steps in the ring with me to discuss his career as an indie wrestler. Izzy Lambert will rock our studio on April 21st. And April 28th, wrestling photographer Wayne Palmer will step in my ring to talk about his career photographing the greats. You don't want to miss this electrifying month of shows. Only on In the Ring with Lady Pain, presented by the theater people on Score On Air Network, the new generation of sports talk. Can't figure out what to eat. I'm so hungry. Craving sports. I don't know what I want. Raid the cupboard. Dump everything in the crock pot. Let it simmer. And listen. Tuesday afternoons on Score on Air Network. You're listening to Julian Jackson along with Debbie Krista here bringing you the athlete humanitarians of the past 20 years. Athletes and retired athletes, so they're current and retired. Mm -hmm. We've been talking about this for the first 30 minutes. We appreciate you tuning in to listen. And Debbie, we were wrapping up from a few different athletes, one of them being David Beckham, uh, also Serena Williams, and of course Rowdy Ronda Rousey, but also John Cena. Your personal favorite. Yes. And we were unable to get to, and a lot of people might not recognize this name, Miss Una Temp. Yeah. Um, on, honestly, uh, before researching this, I had no idea who, who she was. Um, granted, uh, figure, figure skating is a beautiful sport. It's, it's, a, it's a beautiful dance. Um, unfortunately, I just, I just don't have, have the time to watch it. Um, but Yuna Tim is a Korean figure skater who has done very well in her professional career. She was a goodwill ambassador for UNICEF uh, and has helped to raise funds to help kids with serious illnesses. She is generous with her time in fundraising activities, but she is also a big giver. Yuna Tim has don donated more than $1.8 million to help kids who are in need. And... There were no specifications really on what we were going after. Mm -hmm. And though a lot of the athletes who we were talking about, a lot of the humanitarians who we were talking about, um, you know, are from America or have ties to America. But mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that, you know, we shouldn't be highlighting someone like this figure skater who you're going to see, you know, in the Olympics or probably have seen in the Olympics mm -hmm. representing Korea. And that's also very important because... People are doing different things in different places, and just like a lot of the athlete humanitarians in America are doing things abroad, UNITEM also doing things. Um, and when you're talking about UNICEF, you're talking about the United Nations uh, and the you know emergency funds mm -hmm. for children. So it's the United Nations International Children Emergency Fund, UNICEF. And I was, I was talking with Debbie earlier on. That's, <laughs> off the, that's off the top, too. And I was talking with Debbie earlier on about how we are just so sucked in by so many acronyms that if someone was to call me and just spit out four letters, I might be like, yeah, I've heard of it. Like, yeah, they're like, all right, what's your credit card? And I'm probably just going to whip it out, you know? And I think that's ridiculous. So I, I wanted to note what UNICEF means yes. and what that stands for at this time. So we're going to move forward and keep the ball rolling into our second half here. And we have several athletes to talk about. One of them, we're going we're gonna to shoot it to you like this. It's Colin Kaepernick. And I don't want this necessarily to be the climax of the show, but he's a name that not many people will mention or have mentioned outside of the football field. Now, Colin Kaepernick, if you don't remember who he is, played in a Super Bowl with San Francisco against the Ravens. 
I forget exactly which year it was. I think it was like 2017, 2018. It was the 2016, 2017 season, yes. So he was once sought after as a disrespectful and ungrateful human being. But Colin Kaepernick took his call to action to heart. After opting out of a contract with the San Francisco 49ers after the 2016-2017 season, Kaepernick has not been signed with any other team. Kaepernick has opened the door for discussion on racial injustice and police brutality across the United States and in the entire world. Since the George Floyd death on Memorial Day in 2020, eyes have been opened and Kaepernick welcomed to the NFL with open arms. Nevertheless, Kaepernick remains unsigned and unfazed by the fact that he may never return to the game of football. However, he has made leaps and bounds in his efforts regarding relevant topics as he has established the self-employment and instructions on how to interact with law enforcement on various situations. And I want to pause for just a moment because it's not the color of your skin and how you react to law enforcement, but oftentimes people may feel that that is the, the way that it is. If you're, he's educating people for free mm-hmm. in something called Know Your Rights Camp. It's a free campaign to raise awareness on higher education. So he also talks about knowing your rights, how to act and react when you're with someone and and you're with law enforcement in various situations. That's important because a lot of people may not know how. Just like I mentioned Serena Williams and her temper tantrums, that can get you caught up. If you're having a bad day and you're pulled over and you all of a sudden have a temper tantrum, that could get you put down on your face, and I don't care the color of your skin. Exactly. If you're going to be a ridiculous individual, and, and I, I say that as in you're emotional. Right. And some might cite that as ridiculous, and I will, because we always expect our human beings to be so perfect and so poised all the time. And yet we have to with, withhold feelings and expressing those to other people because we might be looked at in a negative light. If you have a bad day, that should be, ex- I don't want to say it should be excused, but it's difficult to get past. Yeah. And I've, I've had experiences in running with the law, pulled over on several occasions, and I'm just generally very polite. But I also have had some experiences in my upbringing, perhaps was a little bit different. But all this to say, it's beautiful that he's doing that mm-hmm. because there are certain things that you might say that you might think is okay between mom and dad or between friends or girlfriends or whatever it is, but there are certain things that you say and you need to say it a certain way to get yourself out safely or mm-hmm. out of a certain situation. So I think that that's wonderful that that's something that he's doing right now. Um, in addition to the Know Your Rights camp, he's also led a cam- campaign for a million dollars in pledges. Uh, which was fulfilled in 2018 and with help from many different friends and notable figures. Just to name a few, uh, late great Kobe Bryant was one of those. Steph Curry was one of those. And as well as one of our notable athlete humanitarians, Serena Williams. And Kaepernick also plays a large role in Camp Taylor, which is rarely talked about. And this is an organization that helps children with congenital heart defects. Kaepernick's parents had lost two children due to congenital heart defects prior to adopting him. Kaepernick is an adopted child. Oh, is he? Yes. That's awesome. So... I mean, that's very informative to know. Yeah. And it's just... It's someone else wanting to make an impact. And I know that so much has happened for him Mm -hmm. uh, due to certain actions that he's taken Mm -hmm. and a certain stance that he's taken. And from 2016 to 2017, he was the stepchild and perhaps just the 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 forgotten about child really mm-hmm. no one wanted to talk about it no one really wanted to bring it up everyone wanted to slay him for his actions and his words and now there are so many who are praising him mm-hmm. absolutely yeah and in addition is there anything that you want to i know colin kaepernick was on your list is there anything that i completely gobbled up and, and, and regurgitated that, that you don't have. 
Um, well, you had quite quite a bit more than than I did, um, but I I do want to want to highlight this. Uh, so far, he has donated nine hundred million nine hundred thousand dollars of the million dollars that he pledged for helping disadvantaged people. Well, I mean, in addition to everything else that he's done in the pledges, and he has a website. Um, it is the, I believe it was the. If you look up Colin Kaepernick online or the know your rights campaign camp taylor any one of those things um, you can find him online it, it's loud and clear i believe it's the it's the kaepernick something I, I will gather that for you throughout this and i will be sure to share that with you at some point um or maybe even share this when we when we post it out but mm -hmm. uh, he's got a great page where i found a lot of this relevant information regarding him so we can go ahead and move into our next individual. Absolutely. So um, I do. I, he he wasn't personally on on my list, but he was on on your list. So I will toss it over to you. Our next uh, notable humanitarian is LeBron James. So I have a certain affinity to LeBron James, a for certain bias, if you will, because of my upbringing in Central Ohio. He's the reason why I got into basketball. Why I enjoy watching basketball i never really got into it i was mm -hmm. not that kind of athlete i was more of a just ground and pound football or let me bite your head off um or wrestler even type although mm -hmm. i was kind of too scared to wrestle either so i, I kind of took the time off in winter sports but lebron james was the reason why i started watching basketball my father had mentioned to me that there was this great kid in northeast ohio out of akron and he had you know all these aspirations to go to the nba and it was incredible to hear about that. And I was like, okay, yeah, let me, let me watch him. And there was talks about the Cavs getting him. And I didn't really care about NBA at that time. I think I was maybe watching uh, Philadelphia. I was watching like 76ers with Allen Iverson. And, you know, it was Allen Iverson versus Kobe Bryant at that time at the Lakers. And it was early 2000s. And then here comes LeBron James. And I'm like, man, this is a kid who, or a person, an individual at that time, I was thinking, okay, I'm a kid, he's a kid. But I watched him grow up into the man who he is today, mm -hmm. and it's all from Ohio. And I never thought, wow, this guy is so incredible. And, you know, I, I would really love to be able to meet LeBron at some point. But I want to run through the things that he's done that have made him or brought him to my list. So LeBron James has the LeBron James Family Foundation, which recognizes the life-changing importance of education. The foundation sets its focus on investing time, resources, and attention towards students in LeBron's hometown of Akron, Ohio. Likewise, through the I Promise program, the foundation serves more than 1,400 Akron area students by providing them with the program, support, and mentors they need to succeed in school and beyond. What is offered in the I Promise program? Free tuition, free uniforms, free bicycle and helmet, free transportation within two miles, free breakfast, lunch, and snacks, food pantry for families, GEDs and job placement for parents. And then the cherry on top is guaranteed tuition to the University of Akron for any student who meets the requirements and graduates and without a doubt the i promise school is rewriting the expectations for urban public education and it is lebron james to be thankful for absolutely that's that is awe-inspiring absolutely the whole school that was built the whole thing state of the art it's magnificent i'd love to be able to go up there and mm -hmm. check it out at some point i had a young lady who i worked with when i was working at rusty bucket after my education career and she left there uh, in hopes to find a teaching career and she went up to Akron to teach in one of the I promise schools I believe in the elementary sector I'm not positive but she was uh, she was like a, a K through five educator or something kindergarten through fifth so she was really stoked and, and appreciated that and we all know LeBron as some you know great NBA all-star and you know but he will refer to himself as just a kid from Akron so I love awesome. him for that very very humble yeah. That's awesome. So let's uh, jump into our second one. Uh, it is J.J. Watts. Number tree. He's number tree on the list now. Number number tree. Number tree. <laughs> number tree. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's tell, yeah, tell me, tell me about J.J. Watt. What, what, 
what does JJ Watt have to offer in, in our as our athlete humanitarian, one of many athlete humanitarians? Well, JJ uh, Watt, uh, he is a uh, NFL star. And he believes in, in supporting charities that help the underprivileged. He's a staunch supporter of education, and he is, a very compa- and he is also very con- compassionate. After the Santa Fe High School shooting, shooting he was there um, with the offer to cover the expenses for the funerals of the victims. That, that, that just touched my heart. Um, he gives uh, he gives his time as well as money in fundraising for many charitable or- organizations. After he, after Hurricane Harvey devastated parts of Texas, he helped in an effort to raise um, in in and sorry he helped in an effort that raised thirty seven million dollars to help the the recovery efforts. Uh, he also helped in. Uh, he also participated in the same million-dollar pledge, along with Co- with Colin Kaepernick and uh, other star ath- athletes, to donate to a variety of organizations, which help with a a variety of needs for people who are underprivileged. He is an athlete who believes in doing all that he can to give back to those in need of help. That's absolutely incredible, right? There, I had some notes about um, Hurricane Harvey, and I know that he had an initial goal of like 200000 mm-hmm. um, and he met that goal within two hours of setting up the fundraiser. Really? He did it on youcaring.com. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. And his foundation is the J.J. Watt Foundation, um, and he's from the Milwaukee area, and his first donation when he was drafted in 2011 was uh, an $11,000 um donation to Milwaukee Public Schools. And to date, this has grown to over $500,000. And this is the Dream Big Work Hard initiative that is a part of the Watt Foundation. But um, a quote from J.J. Watt that I love is, I hope to make you proud of me on the field as well as off the field by helping the kids in the community have the same opportunities that were afforded to me. That is only possible with the support of people like you, and for that, I'd like to say thank you. I would not have reached such success if it was not for the support of athletics. This is the intent of my organization. And of course, you know that not everyone's an athlete. Not everyone will be an athlete. But a lot of adolescent young adults and a lot of kids look to those athletes, and they're providing them with funds to be able to have extracurriculars, which I think is very important. And Mm -hmm. I remember when they stripped the athletics from my schools, the extra all extracurriculars, mm-hmm. be due to a levy failure, which I think was absolutely atrocious. Um, I had already graduated, and I remember campaigning to get, you know, the implementation of extracurriculars put back in schools, because I wanted to come back to my school and see that they were doing wonderful things. And they actually had to go like one fall without sports, but they ended up passing something else. It was just big and political, and, and I did not like it. Right. But I wish there were more humans like JJ Watt because of it. Absolutely. Uh, well, we are sh- very short on time, so we're going to run. Um, I'm, I'm going to let you uh, pick our, our next uh, humanitarian. All right. This is someone who I want to be sure that, that we got to. And uh, hand in hand, and, and before I go ahead and go there, you can find Colin Kaepernick's foundation at Kaepernick7.com. You can butcher the spelling because it's very difficult, but I wanted you to know that I'm bringing that back to you. It's Kaepernick7.com. That's his foundation. He does wonderful things. So someone who stood in solidarity or knelt, rather, is an individual, a female, by, and you might know her as USA Women's National Team soccer star, Megan Rapino. And I always thought it was Rapino. That's okay. Rapino, Megan Rapino. Uh, I'm so mad I have to be brief on this because we didn't spend enough time. We didn't manage our time well enough. But simply put, a leader in the effort of pay inequality and gender discrimination. Megan Rapino, the co-captain for the USA women's soccer team, won't lower her voice on what she believes in. Rapino was also an outspoken advocate for the Black Lives Matter movement. She was taking knees in 2016 in support of Colin Kaepernick. She was the first 
of high-profile white athletes to speak up in support of Colin Kaepernick. She was the first. I'm sorry. Let's just read that again. She was the first to speak up. Um, first of the white athletes to speak up against social injustice. In an interview on NPR with Terry Gross that she had just recently, I believe it was in it was mid March of 2021. States. That as it pertains to the American flag, I see patriotism as constantly demanding better of ourselves. Think about that. I see patriotism as constantly demanding better of ourselves. Rapino came out publicly as being gay in 2012 and is currently engaged to NBA super, WNBA superstar Sue Bird. She mentioned in an interview at the White House on March 24th that she is big on equal pay and equality in general. Four World Cup championships and four Olympic gold medals, which is the US men's team, which the US men's team has won no World Cups to date. Rapino herself fighting in the White House in this current highly intense political season is a winner of two World Cup champions and one Olympic gold medal. During the last full season of competition, Rapino won honors for the Golden Ball, which is the best player in the World Cup. She also won the Golden Boot as the leading scorer in the World Cup and was named as the Women's World Player of the Year. Now, I know I went through a lot of her accomplishments, Mm -hmm. but it's important to note that just because someone isn't a humanitarian just because of what they are giving monetarily. And what she is doing for society outside of her giving because she's fighting for equal pay and gender inequality, social justice, to, to look at, at patriotism in a different way, to challenge yourselves to be better as individuals. All of the accomplishments and, and the rest of her interview, you can look up the Terry Gross interview on NPR with Megan Rapinoe. And listen to that and hear what she has to say about the experience that she's been through since she came out as openly gay, since she has, since she knelt with Callan Kaepernick um, on, the, on the field, you know, and people would boo her and do all these things. And um, being a, being a, a gay female uh, soccer player, I, and and then and then also being so outspoken to talk about some of these other things, it's I don't I, I have I have no words. Mm-hmm. She leaves me speechless as an individual. Absolutely, um, yeah. She's she's very. I I can I can imagine her being a a great uh, role model role model for for teenagers um, who are confused. So. That's one person I wanted to highlight. And and Debbie, I know that we are running short on time, but mm-hmm. who else is atop yours? Is there anyone else you want to highlight for certain right now? There is one one more person that, that I that I definitely need to to highlight and that's uh, Jackie Chan, mainly because one, we we, we, we already mentioned his, his name, so we, we have to, s- to talk about him, <laughs> but... We alluded to him several times, yes. and I think it's very important because we talked about whether or not he's an athlete, and you brought yes. up why he is an athlete, yes. and heck, we'll, we'll make this the, the segment and for why people should be listening to this. We'll, we'll cut this piece out because people need to hear what Jackie Chan is all about. Absolutely. So action star Jackie Chan's high-speed activity doesn't stop when the cameras do. An enthusiastic supporter of hundreds of charities, including UNICEF, Operation Smile, and his own Jackie Chan Charitable Foundation, Chan offers uh, the look to the star's writers an incredible challenge just trying to keep on top of his good works. Chan spends countless hours helping others and has been known to drop everything to find out how he can help be of service after a disaster strike. He he raises millions of dollars to help those in need. In the first eight months of of 2010, he raised $36 million to help people across the globe from Haiti to Singapore. He donated 5 million uh, RBMs, uh, adding up to $732,000 to help Haiti earthquake victims. 
He worked with wild aids to support pres- preservations of endangered tigers. He uh, his do- donations of school school supplies to char- charming schools in China. He raised um, a hundred or five point two million dollars in donations for the Singapore uh, Tong Chai Med- Medical Institution, and the I mean the list just goes on. I mean, in in two thousand nine. Um, uh, 2009 saw Chan using uh, much of his spare time to visit the remotest parts of China on his Dragon Dragon's Heart charity missions. The Dragon's Heart uh, Foundation strives to meet the, the needs of poverty poverty stricken children and the elder elderly in the hardest to reach areas of the immense country. Chan has made several trips to villages in these remote locations, bringing warm clothing, wheelchairs, and school supplies, and helping to build schools. Now, if if, if that's not a top-notch humanitarian, I don't know what is. Well, and the fact that many might question how he made it into this conversation, but we explained that earlier on, mm-hmm. and he's 100% belongs in this conversation absolutely for a top athlete humanitarian and we'll have to stop right there but some of the individuals who i believe deserve recognition mm-hmm. and our honorable mention uh one of them that comes to mind immediately uh was an individual we were unable to get to he recently retired in the nfl it's drew Brees. Mm-hmm. he's 40, 42 years old he's had uh, an incredible career he and his wife Brittany have done incredible things and and raised money uh for it was one of the disasters it was the superstorm sandy in 2015. Uh, he and his wife pledged two hundred thousand dollars and uh, came together with another organization uh, in order to be able to create over $45 million to date um, with the mission of the Drew Brees Dream Foundation. So that is one of my honorable mentions right there. Debbie, who do you have to bring to the table for honorable mention? I know you did a ton of research on individuals. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, one one person that, that we did have in, in our uh, honorable mention was Clayne of Kane, uh, also known as uh, Glenn Jacobs from the WWE, he is now the mayor of Knoxville County and uh, benefits the Knoxville County employee's child, including adoptive, biological, legal, or step, who is a student at the school. Um, And one of the the latest um, charitable topics that that he did was he donated um wwe royal rumble um he 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 donated his pay from the from the the royal rumble uh to begin a charity for knoxville local schools in the amount of of five thousand dollars uh of of his salary in that in in this last month uh, we we couldn't actually find the uh, the the exact amount that, that, that he was paid uh, for the for the Royal Rumble, but I mean let's let's face it they they get paid buku bucks. So. Well, and WWE also made a large contribution to uh, a local safety fund in Knoxville. Mm-hmm. I believe it was in the hundreds of thousands, maybe two hundred thousand. I, I had looked at it earlier on. Mm-hmm. I, I don't believe that I have it in in current notes. But when you know people, it pays, and he's given back to his community by being the mayor in Knoxville, mm-hmm. and that right there says enough. Absolutely. And I think that's fabulous. So in addition to everything that we've talked about, there are other individuals um, like Larry Fitzgerald or Tiger Woods or, I mean, Russell Wilson, Dikembe Mutombo, uh, Derek Jeter. Uh, I mean, the list can go on and on Absolutely. for individuals. So. It's it's rough. Debbie, when you think about your ranking for any of these individuals, who can you say without a doubt? And I, I say ranking, but I'm like, ah, you know, I want to pick just five, but I don't know who would even go in number one. I, I yeah, I I agree honestly. Um, I I feel that there's there there can't be just one num- number one. I mean, I I feel like all all of of these athletes are 
are well, well uh, deserving of, of, of our, our number one spot. So I really can't put let's, form. Let's just go top five in no particular order. Okay. Let's pick the top five people we talked about. And I don't want to give them, I don't want to delegate numbers because that means that one is better than the other. Mm-hmm. And them doing all of this and us knowing this information because I'm sure there's dirt about each and every one of mm-hmm. us under our own fingernails or someone else's. Mm-hmm. But because of it's just the definition as we defined earlier on as being a humanitarian and caring for those other individuals. And being selfless, I feel also, is a driving factor for this. So without a doubt in my mind, I've gotta put I've gotta put LeBron James in there mm-hmm. with the I Promise School. Debbie, give me one. Uh, I'm gonna go with, with Rowdy Ronda Rousey. I like that a lot. I she was I had her listed right here. So there we go. So Ronda Rousey, LeBron James. Give me another one, Debbie. Uh, let's go with, uh, Megan Rapino. Megan Rapino. I also had her on mine. See, look, we're great minds think alike. Absolutely. Um, who, though tough, I know that you had a couple of great ones. Um, J.J. Watt's going to have to go on there. Mm-hmm. I believe J.J. Watt, and that was one that both Debbie and I had on our list before we even came together to collaborate on Absolutely. different individuals. So we've got J.J. Watt, Megan Rapino, Ronda Rousey, LeBron James. John Cena for, for me, honestly. She wants John Cena, and, and I'm going to, you know, be being patriotic in the way that he is, and this besides the fact that she thinks that he's a hunk Yummy. of hotness, okay, because also Ronda Rousey made it on, and, you know, I didn't have to say that one, so and we all know <laughs> that I love Ronda Rousey. So... I'm going to go ahead and toss in it and he hasn't even played. And that's why we, we made it the way that we did um, with it being athletes, current and former and Colin Kaepernick Mm -hmm. because Colin Kaepernick able to start the conversation over social injustice, but is doing more than just that. He's also educating the public and He's not worried about being in the NFL anymore. That's no longer a part of him and, and what his mission is. So um, we could go on and on and on. We yes. really could and, and sweep over these individuals again. But, but we we are more than over our time. So. And since uh, we do have other things to do, I know there's different shows to record and things of that sort. And I believe that we are being kicked out of the studio at this point. So once again... I want to share with you that we appreciate you listening to us on Score On Air, and you can find us on the Score On Air Network Facebook page. All of our shows between the Crockpot, and you can follow me on Jay Jackson or at Jay Jackson on Air on Instagram and on Twitter. And then, of course, last but not least, In the Ring with Lady Payne on Instagram and Facebook at In the Ring with Lady Payne. And you can also follow me on Instagram. Be be mindful there that there will be a lot of cat pictures. It is at Debbie Diggs Directing. We've got to love Debbie Diggs Directing. She loves cats very much. And, yeah, she holds them very near and dear to her heart. Yes. So we thank you very much for listening once again. These are our athlete humanitarians. You're listening on Score On Air.